You do not own your attention. But it's time for us to fight and get it back. Welcome to another Key.io bite-sized bits where we are serving up those little nuggets, those little ideas, in this case a a little eye-opener on something that uh, will help you unlock your true potential. My name is Luke Summerfield and uh, I'm excited to have you joining me today. Uh, You can see in the background I'm hanging out on my, uh, my little porch I got on the outside of my room. I like to get out here and read and write and in this case Um, spend some time with you, so I appreciate you spending it with me. Uh, And what I want to talk about today is uh, the other night I was, I was, you know, the iPhone 7 just came out and uh, I've kind of been debating getting it. Not that the 7's like anything, you know, revolutionary, but uh, I'm really struggling with, I have like a 16 gig iPhone right now and I want to start recording more of these on my phone and so 16 gigs is not a lot of space, especially when you travel and you're doing photos and you're doing audiobooks and all this stuff. So i um, mainly been looking at that. But as I was looking at them, I stumbled on the Apple Watch. And I was thinking to myself, man, the Apple Watch, you know, a lot of, see a lot of people have them. They seem kind of neat, uh, you know, at first glance. And the more I thought about it, I said, fuck the Apple Watch. And I'll tell you why uh, in a little bit when we get into the core of this. But, um, you know, that's my my current stance on the Apple Watch is fuck the Apple Watch. I'll probably want to get it at some point later down the road. But uh, let, let me let me get into the meat and potatoes and I'll let you know why uh, why I have that response. Before we dive in, I want to do a little message for those of you. Uh, I get asked all the time what kind of books I read. I read a book a week, always looking for great books. I'm literally absorbing everything, all kinds of different genres, mainly nonfiction. I'm getting a little bit more into fiction, but uh, in order to... uh, make it easy because people just keep asking I just decided to put it all in one spot and so this is I have a uh, quote-unquote library that based off of the topic the thing that you want to learn about uh, you can uh, go to that library and see all the books that I've read that have made a big impact I think in my life uh, learning that particular topic so kind of think of this as like I vetted out all the bad ones you don't have to worry about not all the bad ones but I've edited out some of the bad ones. You don't have to waste your time. You don't have to get into uh, hour, two, or three of reading to find out that uh, you're spinning circles. I've boiled it down to the best reads for particular topics. And so you can get to that by going to key.io slash books with an S. So K-E-Y-Y dot I-O slash B-O-O-K-S. And you'll be able to check out all of those things. Uh, along with, I'm going to put that link in the show notes. So some of you might not know, if you go to key.io slash notebook or you go to key.io and click on the notebook, every single one of these episodes has additional notes. It has a transcription if you prefer to read these. Uh, it has additional resources, blogs, videos, other books uh, related to this topic. And a lot of times I will go back in and put additional thoughts since I recorded this. Uh, or I'll go back a week later, a month later, a year later and add in new notes. So make sure you uh, you check that out and subscribe uh, on key.io slash notebook uh, or just go to key.io and click notebook and you can get access to all of kind of additional nuggets along with this actual episode. All right, so to the topic at hand. So the other, uh, maybe like a month and a half ago, I was traveling internationally for a extended period of time. I had a bunch of speaking gigs uh, all over. I was going to Amsterdam and Netherlands and Tel Aviv, Israel and Japan, and it was like a five-week trip. And so I was stressing about being in 
international waters uh, or international space with no cell reception for five weeks. And I was like, man, like live on my phone. What am I going to do in those five weeks where I don't have reception? Should I get a data card? Uh, you know, what should I do? And I decided to suck it up and not get a data card, live off of you know sporadic Wi-Fi where I could. And let me tell you, it was one of the best decisions I could have made. It was absolute bliss. I'm not even kidding. It was like being going to rehab for drug addicts. And I'm not it's not that far off. You know, when we look at what they've done a lot of studies on uh, phone usage and phone habits and what ends up happening is when you get those notifications on Facebook you get those tweets you get Instagram snapchat whatever that stuff is you get a little hit of dopamine that's a chemical in your brain that gets released releases positive feelings it's this little bitty itty hit and the interesting thing is that dopamine is the same chemical that gets released in the brain when you drink alcohol when you gamble when you smoke when you do drugs all of those things will release that chemical and so we've kind of uh, in some ways it is a lot like addicts like we we start to get antsy we want that little shot of dopamine and we look at our phones a million times over and over and over and I do it myself I'm not I'm not the uh, you know casting down the sinners of the people that do this and I don't myself I've fallen victim to this as well but traveling internationally gave me a very new perspective because I didn't have that continuous shots of dopamine, right? I would look at my phone while I was at the airport or where I was traveling or when I was wherever I didn't have the internet, and I had nothing because it was I had no service, and so I wasn't getting that dopamine hit. And so it literally was like I was at rehab. I started to not even check my phone uh, and because I just knew there was nothing there. And I found other things, and all of a sudden I started looking around, and I started seeing things I probably would have never seen, and yada, yada, yada. You know, there's a whole spiel about getting off your phones. I mean, and it's not that big of a rant uh, for today's topic, but this was a real eye-opener and a real experience to be able to travel internationally like that. It's also true, you know, many times when we say we want to go camping or we just want to get away or we want to unplug, and we it's kind of sad that we have to make a particular trip every once a once a quarter or once a year just to go camping, just to unplug. Now, of course, there's nature and all that, and that's awesome too, but one of the reasons, even if it's subconsciously, that we probably like doing this stuff is to just get away and get get away from all of that. And so all of this kind of gets boiled down into a couple ideas that I want to share with you. And then I'll give you some tactics and some tips to try and uh, regain and fight back and get your attention back so that you own your attention, uh, your phone and every, you know, all the other marketers and people that are trying to grab your attention don't own it. So the first the first kind of idea or concept to think about is that there is no such thing as multitasking. People say, uh, I'm a good multitasker. I can do two things at once. I can be you know, watching TV and being on my computer and writing, and I can be driving and on my phone, and it's bullshit. When There's been numerous studies, and this is not bullshit from like a psychology standpoint. This is like bullshit from a biology standpoint. Your brain is just not wired to be able to task switch between multiple things. And the people that say they are good multitaskers are not good multitaskers. They just simply have better, quicker neural connections that jump those neural connections back and forth. But it still causes your brain to have to shift and that connection back and forth in the first place. 
little fun fact, uh, women in general actually have much faster uh, reactions to uh, neurotransmitting uh, between uh, different signals in the brain. So usually women... And a little fun fact for today is that women, actually it's been shown that women can uh, transmit those signals back and forth quicker, much quicker than uh, men. So uh, women actually uh, probably do uh, multi, not multitask, but task switch much quicker than men. Sorry, men, (laughs) myself included. Okay, so uh, if we know that uh, that uh, multitasking is not a thing. Let's just accept that. Let's not try to sugarcoat it or say we're the special snowflake. That biolog- biologically is not possible. The second thing that kind of goes into the psychology side of things is the way that notifications play and hook your brain. So anytime you're working, you know, this happens all the time, whether you are using Google Chrome with notifications, whether you're using your phone and or the vibrations in your pocket or anything like that, this principle kicks into into effect. And when we look at how we are fascinated, what causes behavior to happen, there are a number of different principles. And one of those principles is the idea of ambiguity or curiosity, that we are intrigued by something. We can't quite put the picture together in our heads. We don't see that full picture. And so our brain starts turning to try and put that picture together. And so what happens is when we get a notification, whether you're on your computer and a little pop-up comes up, or, you know, now there's like email trackers, you know, HubSpot has one called uh, HubSpot Sales that will tell you when people open, uh, when you have your phone in your pocket and it vibrates, all of those different kind of pulling on your attention, uh, what it will do is it will trigger your curiosity. You will start trying to put together the picture of what that notification means, like what happened before that. If this person opened the email, what is that person doing? What's their next steps? What's going through that person's head? And you start thinking about those things. And some of you may say, okay, well, Luke, I'm I'm just really good at seeing that. I can just kind of move on and keep going on with my day. And I would probably argue against that. I, I would probably say that uh, maybe consciously you are good at moving on to the next thing and not letting those pull your conscious brain. But subconsciously, it is gnawing in the back of your brain. And so at some point, uh, whether you are conscious of it or not, it's still drawing your attention away from your conscious thought and you will not be doing your best work. And so all of this, you know, all of these things, these these challenges with not only the multitasking, uh, not, not being possible and, and these distractions of notifications causing you to um, feel like you're multitasking or notifications kind of pulling on that curiosity part of the brain, the ambiguity part of brain, this, uh, there's so much talk about getting into flow, right, and getting into that state where the ideas just flow out of your brain and you lose track of time and you just really crush things out and, you know, I've experienced experienced that. I try to set myself up to experience that on a regular basis. And when you get into a flow state, as many of you who are watching probably have experienced, it's amazing. You are so productive. You're able to do so many things. And all these things make it impossible to ever get into a flow state. Even if you block it out consciously in the subconscious part of your brain, you will be tripping yourself up in a way that you will not be able to get in a flow state. And so uh, it's easy to say, well, shit, fuck these marketers, fuck these software people that are trying to pull our attention away. But in reality, it is uh, in this world of always being connected, always notifications, like 
we have we, we need to figure out what we can influence and what we can influence is being able to start blocking some of those things out and so at the end of the day it is not uh you know that might be the cause but that is not uh that is not necessarily who to blame you are to blame yourself for allowing those notifications to happen allowing yourself to get pulled in into that world and so instead of pointing at those marketers turn that finger around and start pointing at yourself to figure out what you can do to set yourself up and avoid all of that a couple more things then I'm gonna go into some of the tactics some of the things I found that have been helpful and uh, and we'll wrap it up for today uh, I, I guess one little note all of this ranting and raving on this makes me feel very much like an old man right it's like oh those darn kids these days uh, and uh, maybe there's a little bit of truth to that you know now that I'm uh, pushing just about to hit the the 3 uh, which I don't like to think about um, but I think it's a little bit more of a wise man I like to tell myself it's a little bit more of a wise man that I start to start pulling away some of that stuff that is very surface level uh, in in nature uh, pulling away some of those distractions those superficial things and really getting to focusing on myself and focusing on uh, what needs to get done and so you know part of me is like oh this is just an old man being an old man and trying to uh, you know yell at uh, modern technology and then uh, I, th I think it's a little bit more of a wise man. I just know where uh, my time and energy and where your time and energy is better spent. And um, I guess the other thing that's to, to consider here is also a lot of this comes down to mindfulness. And I'm a big believer in meditation. I have another uh, key.io bite-sized bit on how I learned how to meditate. Uh, you can get it in the show notes if you go to key.io slash notebook and find the show. In the show notes, I'll put a link to it. And the reason being that this is so linked to meditation and mindfulness is because when you're getting all these things, like if I remember back three years ago before I was meditating and before I really like focused on becoming more mindful of my thoughts, uh, I would just go through the day to day getting all these notifications, things like that. And I never even noticed where, how that affected my thinking patterns. And as I got more into meditation, into mindfulness, into journaling, into those things, uh, it made it much more clear when my brain was being distracted and when it was being focused and where the kind of internal dialogue was going. And so uh, that's maybe, uh, I guess, when we get into kind of the pro tips of this, uh, that's one thing that I, I would consider is that if you're really interested in getting out of that habit of uh, notifications distracting you living on other people's time is start baking into your life uh, different practices different habits different routines that help promote that mindfulness and again if you're interested in meditation you can check out uh, the other bite-sized bit that we talk about there okay so all of that all of that wrapped up all these things that are happening it kind of wraps me up into my thesis statement and my thesis statement is that uh, in fact uh, myself yourself all of us uh, are not in control of our uh, attention and but that doesn't mean that you can't take it back so there's this idea in Brazilian jiu-jitsu some of you know that I do Brazilian jiu-jitsu and uh, there's an idea uh, of that you always want to make your opponent play on your time. You always want your opponent to be reacting to you, to be playing and playing your game. You set the tone, you set the stage, and you set the schedule. Uh, 
when you are playing on your opponent's time, when your opponent is being able to be proactive, being uh, able to suck you into doing the things that they, he or she wants you to do, that is where you start losing. And my thesis is, is that we are playing on our opponent's time when we think about our, our lives and our attention. We are allowing ourselves to get sucked into marketers, into uh, software, into all these things, which all of a sudden turns us into a reactive and ultimately end up losing the the quote-unquote game of life and so here are some tactics some things that you can start doing that I found valuable for me to be able to flip that so that I get to play a lot of these things on my time versus uh, playing things on other people's times and and win the game of focus win the game of attention so the first one is like mastering email. Email is just for those of you who are like me that work in a, on a computer, you know, work online, you probably eat, sleep, breathe your email and it's so easy to get sucked in. Uh, and I did another another episode on key.io where we talked about some of the tactics, some of the ways that I do filtering in order to uh, attend, uh, deal with email in a much more manageable way and on my time. And so again, show notes, check that out. Uh, it's or you could just go to key.io notebook and search email or just google key.io email and uh, you'll probably find it as well uh, but in addition to that what i've found also is i started using a uh, app on my computer called focus app you just google focus app or it's in the show notes and what this app does is it allows you to put in any url and also put in a schedule. And during that schedule, it will essentially block out all of those URLs uh, so that you don't have access to it. Uh, it's wonderful. I mean, at first, you know, it's kind of like, well, why do I want to, you know, restrict myself from that? But I have found it is such a awesome way to completely remove some of those distractions. And you can add new URLs. It comes with a bunch of preset ones, you know, YouTube and Facebook and all that. I, I have to add in Slack because, honestly, Slack is just uh, pulling my attention like crazy. So I add in Slack, and you can put all that stuff. You turn it on, and, uh, you know, essentially you have to kind of go through some Mariger Moreau in order to turn it off uh, and get back to it, which is okay. That's what you want. Okay, so Focus App is definitely one that I have found, and I just block off from 9 till noon every single day. So if you can't do that long, maybe it's just from 9 to uh, to 12 or, or 9 to 11 or 10, uh, but I do from 9 to noon. Like I'll get to email, I'll get to Slack, I'll get to all that stuff in the second half of the day. The second thing is uh, in your phone settings, when you when you get to your phone, go into your settings and literally turn off notifications for every single app. So I turn off notifications for phone, I, for messaging, uh, Facebook Messenger, every single notification. Uh, and that includes not only just the lock screen, but also the little uh, little red dot that shows up in your, next to the app. Again, that's your like, you see that little red dot and all of a sudden your brain starts turning into curiosity mode and then you get sucked into that particular thing so turn off all those notifications on your phone also notifications on your computer and on chrome right man you got to go through all this stress just to just to pull back your attention but block off two hours or an hour of time go through through there and do all of that the third tactic I would give you is uh, when we think about you know I live in kind of the conversion rate optimization world or how to optimize uh, in the, the the 
lead generation, things like that. We talk about reducing friction for users. We want to make users flow through these funnels and convert as quick as possible. But the reverse, the inverse is true as well. When you want to discourage a behavior, the more friction, the more space that you add into that, uh, the less likely you are to complete it. And so you can, whether it's on your computer or whether it's on your phone, is start to remove all of the easy access to those distractors. So for example, on Chrome, on my computer, I used to have Facebook and Twitter and all that right on the little menu bar. Took all those completely off. And then I also un, um, uh, logged out of each one of those items so that every single time that I wanted to access it, I would have to log in, which again is additional a layer of friction. And I've noticed myself, like even though I pulled it out of the bar, it's not like it that little like logo doesn't make me want to click and go there. Um, but even if I do go to twitter.com, if I'm logged out, it kind of gives me that little gut check. Like, that's my little red flag of like, hey, is this really the best place for your attention? And it helps me uh, uh, pull myself back in and say, nah, it's, this is too much work. I'm not even going to bother logging in. So whether it's on Chrome or whether it's on your phone. So like what I did on my phone was I created a folder and put it all the way at the very end. So I'd have to swipe, 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 swipe to get to that folder. And then I put a folder within a folder within a folder within a folder and then put in all of my apps like so then i have facebook and twitter and snapchat and instagram and all that all that stuff that pulls your attention away i put all those there so now there's all these layers that i have to get through and again if you log out that's like another layer all these layers i have to get through just to get access to that and i've turned off all notifications so it's not even top of mind um, until i get there uh, the next thing, you know, this just kind of goes to some of the other things we talked about. Just completely close out of email, close out of Slack, close out of those things. And uh, when you have a meeting, when you have something to do, or you have deep work, you have something you want to get done, put your phone. This is like a new habit I've, I've taken up, and I absolutely love it. I'll take my phone, and I'll put it in my desk drawer. And just not having it in my pocket and not having it on my desk uh, helps my brain stay focused. If I have it, even if I have it all, all notifications off and everything, putting it on my desk, all of a sudden that curiosity kicks in that, and uh, I want to, I want to pull it up and look. But just kind of that out of sight, out of mind, put it in your desk. And a lot of times I'll put my my phone in my desk and then walk somewhere else in the building uh, to go do some work if there's like a task I really need to focus on. So that's another good, uh, good again add additional friction, keep it out of sight, out of mind, but also require additional steps to get to where you need to be if you go to the other side of the building. The only way that you get to check those things is if you spend ten, you know, five minutes walking all the way back to your desk uh, and then accessing all the apps from there. Okay, so uh, the last thing, I'll wrap it back up to why my current stance on the Apple Watch or any smartwatch is a, uh, a fuck that, is you're literally like you're just handing over your attention to all of these people uh, by putting slapping that watch on your hand it makes it so hard for you to avoid all of those things and uh, so the last thing that I want to talk about is going back to the Apple watch and uh, or really any smart smart watch uh, and why my current stances fuck those things it's because with that you're literally strapping on your wrist something that's going to be pulling your attention away 24-7, 365 when you're wearing it. And uh, and you fight so hard for your attention and, and to try and focus all those things. It's just like right now when I look at the state of watches and uh, of smartwatches, there is not anything. It's basically just to pull your attention away. 
Now, I think this will change in a few years. I think in uh, one to three, maybe you know, somewhere in that range years, there will be much more uh, beneficial uses for the watch. Like I'm totally digging the biometrics, like self-tracking and all that kind of stuff. Like that, more power, people are doing that, more power to you. I think I, uh, that would be the one kind of tipping point to get me to buy the watch. But I think as the technology progresses and as these apps progress, we're gonna see more and more of that uh, really killer kind of um, self-measurement uh, you know, uh, type of uh, ability, and that's probably when I'll get in the game of getting one of these watches. Um, right now, when I look at what's available, what you can do with the watch and this and that, it's like the majority of it is just to see notifications, and that's the exact opposite of what I want to be doing. I want to be getting away from all of those notifications, and so uh, I will I'll mark my words, I will probably, I, I know I will change my stance on this uh, as some of that biometric stuff uh, and self-measurement stuff uh, progresses and advances, but right now it's just, I cannot pull myself to do that. So, uh, you know, and, and I see it, it's not just me uh, ranting and raving on this, I see it. I, I was just in a meeting the other day where the whole time, every every two minutes, you got someone who's like looking at their, their uh, wrist. And, you know, the argument could be made like, oh, that's better than them pulling out their phone. But eh, is that any better? Like they're still their mind is still switching. They're still got that, you know, curiosity going in their mind while I'm trying to talk to them. Uh, it's disrespectful to the person who's speaking, but it also makes you not fully pay attention. And so, again, maybe it's my old old man uh, venting on some of this. I would like to call it the wise man, but uh, I just uh, I cannot pull myself for the Apple Watch yet. So give it a couple more years and uh, I'm sure I'll be into it. Cool. So uh, those are some of my my rantings, ravings, you know, idea puking here on a uh, Saturday night around attention. And just I think that eye opener of traveling internationally uh, was a big eye opener on how much we are uh, addicted to these things and how much it, it can impact the deep work and, that you can actually get done. Uh, and ultimately the, the impact you can have on the world. So I would challenge you to take some of those uh, nuggets on tactics and implement those, even if it's just for a half a day, like just a half a day, Put do some of those things. Leave your phone in your desk for a half a day, close your email out for a half a day, uh, and see what kind of state your mind is in and see how much more focus you get in. I've noticed for me personally, it's been uh, just like a breath of fresh air at work uh, when I avoid all of those things. If you know someone who is always checking your phone, if your significant other lives and dies with either phone, if someone at work does, uh, or one of your family members, feel free to share this out uh, so that they can uh, hopefully get some gears turning in their heads, kind of eye-opening. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to Key.io. Uh, so you can do that either if you prefer the YouTube, go to the YouTube, subscribe there. Or if you prefer the podcast format, you can go to iTunes and subscribe there. And lastly, check Key.io slash notebook for all the deep dive, the additional resources, the additional thoughts, the links that we talked about. You know, all of this is every single one of these episodes gets put on my notebook on key.io where I flush out even more good golden nuggets. So until next time, hopefully uh, you will be enjoying, uh, you enjoy this episode. And uh, if you have any ideas, let me know and I will talk to you soon. All right, cheers.